Hello and welcome everybody to the world's greatest podcast, That's The Way, The Cookie Crumble. Yeah, baby. We are back. Big hangover after our big 150 last week. Treated you with two episodes, so just the one this week. Back to your rations. Yeah. <laughs> but things that we might have to start having in rations, Stan. Yeah. VAR. Well, not in rations. Too fucking much of it, I would say. Too many decisions this weekend. That's what um, I mean. We've been overfed. Rationers def- definitely have been overfed. Uh, and I actually would like to be rationed from VAR for a bit. Um, but anyway, where are we going first, then? Because, you know, you can choose wherever. Well, we put up a little poll, didn't we, Cook? Yeah. On the old um, socials this weekend. And we had a little, few stills. And we were asking which one was the worst decision. Um, I think everyone knows what they are by now. Um, obviously, there was the um, the own goal at Crystal Palace versus Newcastle. Uh, Tyree Mitchell, who pushed Joe Willock, I believe, into his own keeper, then it goes in off him. That one, the West Ham equaliser, which has got a lot of attention, with um, Declan Rice shouting about it on Twitter afterwards, David Moyes' comments as well. Deleted it as well. Yeah, them two, this, this morning, was told by... Well, well, we, found out that PGMOL had decided that they was in correct position, so that's good. <laughs> if you don't get any points for it, but that's good. Make them feel better. And then there was there was a few more on the cook. There was um, a potential Van Dyke Red in the Merseyside derby. There was the, the ghost offside of Coutinho um, before he scored a screamer. There was the Martinelli opener at Old Trafford. It was it was busy for VAR this weekend. To where, say where, where do you want to start, Jim? Um, I think we should start with the two. I don't I, the the two that PGMOL have decided that are definitely wrong because there's a lot of subjectivity in VAR calls, and for them to come out and say that we got it wrong, it must be bad. Um, we can start at the Chelsea one while you're here, Cook. I mean, Glad you're that. a big Chelsea fan, and I think even you can. It, I think even the thing I was listening on the radio this morning is that they were saying. That when a decision like that happens, there was not one Chelsea player on that team. There was not even the manager or any of the staff kicking off saying that should have been disallowed. And I think that should speak volumes of how it's not a clear and obvious error. When no one's appealing for it, there's a reason. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a shocker. Genuinely a shocker. And I guess uh, with the Cucurella one, Thomas Tuchel said two wrongs do make a right, I guess. For, for this one because this was an absolute clangor from the officials another shit decision we should have either lost or drew this game as a result of that Connie at the post and then maybe like five minutes later Mendy spills one again he's not been great this season he spills one he doesn't even try to catch the ball he palms it away and I'm not 100% who who it actually is but someone's fought basically like trails over his ribs if you've not seen it not, not, yeah, it could be Bowen, yeah. it's not studs it's not anything it's, it's, it's not laces it it's literally like his laces rolled over his his ribs and Mendy is screaming he's done the right thing because he's fucked up he's done the right thing at the time but Christ he's rolled the dice like you, you either have to do that and hope that it goes your way with the slow-mo replays thank you for that as well because if it was at full speed there's no way that that gets overturned the, 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 there's a thing in there with the two decisions that we're going to talk about now the one in Newcastle as well that, that how much they protected both keepers in, this, in them situations yeah um, because as soon as you touch a keeper it's a foul apparently um, but it's just mad but yes yeah, Stan is he going to start encouraging um, acts like Mendy staying down because obviously he's not hurt is mm-hmm. he he's just thinking oh fuck this up let's just stay down and up that VAR saves me yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's it. Um, and to be fair, I was listening, I can't remember who it was, but I was listening today that it always feels like with VAR that the more a team kicks off about it, they tend to look more into it, if you get what I mean. There's, there's somewhere things happen, and if players don't jump around and, and you know start shouting going up to the ref, they kind of go, yeah, check complete, you know what, somebody's taking a corner. But as soon as somebody crowds the ref, they're like, oh, VAR, we'll have to take a look at this. So it always seems to me like like you're saying, if somebody makes a fuss, crowding the ref, going down, holding themselves, VAR then feels like, oh, well, if the crowd in the ref or if he's staying down clutching his ribs, we must have got something wrong when it's not always the case. And like you say, players aren't daft. I mean, they've already started holding their heads for no reason because they know it stops play. So they'll start doing this as well to try and get VAR decisions. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's actually, I'm just thinking now, just top top of my head. There's actually way, way more VAR decisions this weekend. Like there was the McAllister screamer that was disallowed. Yeah. 
There was the situation, Cody. yeah, the Cody one. There was a situation in Nottingham Forest where, for the first time, we've I think we've seen, like Jeff Stallings said on Soccer Saturday anyway, that a referee has given a decision, VAR's told him to have a look at it to make sure he's right, and the ref's gone, no, yeah, I am right. And I've I've seen it. I don't, I don't even think he was right from talking about the penalty that Forrest got. Um, has he just gone too far? Like, are we just using it for too many things now? Should we just use it for offsides because we seem to be okay with the offsides at the minute but these subjective decisions is slowing the game down so much I, yeah, I, I, I think similar with Hawkeye where if it, it's black and white if it's over the line it's over the line if it's not it's not I think if there can be an agreement with offside with how much leeway uh, you give a, give a forward or an attacker or you know the attacking team should we say because obviously the classic saying is you're given the benefit of the doubt, but you've got to define what the benefit of the doubt is. If all 20 teams agree, however, you know, half a foot, a foot, you know, if it crosses over, it's onside. They are click, uh, that's where the defender's, you know, furthest back foot is, and that's where the striker's leaning, and then it automatically does, right, bang, oh, the lines are crossing, that means it's onside, or the lines are separate, that means it's offside. If we used it like that, then that might be the best way, because, I mean... The fact that we've already said the word subjectivity two or three times kind of defeats the object of VAR because there was subjectivity before VAR was there. The referee might get it wrong before it was there. They're still getting it wrong when it's here. And it's a multi-million pound contract and piece of equipment that is causing the same amount of conversation, if not more, after Premier League game weekend. So it's not working. Um, I mean... (laughs) It has developed because uh, you remember in lockdown there was a time where it felt like there was a penalty every week because they slowed it down if there was any contact at all. It was a penalty, so they've changed that. There has been more contact this season, but, but the they're just, they're just getting they're getting involved in everything. I mean, they're did, refereeing the games, aren't they? Didn't they say that it would be um, goals, offsides, cards, and mistaken identity? Uh, or penalties but in, yeah. but in fact actually like, there was like four or five things but in wasn't fact they're actually checking absolutely everything they're literally checking everything yeah I mean I don't know I mean just, is, just, is it was it kind of a snowball effect in terms of because there was that Van Dyke moment that we've not even spoken about there was the Cody oh, we'll be and then there it. was the three o'clocks and then there was the Coutinho which wasn't VAR but it was a referee decision and then Odegaard and Ericsson do you think everything kind of snowballed into Put it this way, if that Ericsson Odegaard thing happened next weekend, would anybody be going mental at VAR? I don't think no. they would. It's, I think it kind of snowballed into itself and, and kind of got worse as it went along. Yeah, it's all come at once yeah. this weekend, on it? But that is the effect of VAR. Just going back to what you were saying about what we were saying about the offside, I think when we were watching in the pub when Cody scored, we all watched it and we, I, I remember saying that that ball looks level with the player. Yeah, I thought so too. But we've got to a point, I think, where... If we don't, we might not agree with the decision, but you can kind of accept it because they get better images than we do on BT or whatever. Yeah. Well, BT were fucking thirty seconds behind that yeah. match anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but we can kind of accept it, can we? Like with the offside um, Newcastle at Anfield, we can kind of accept. Yeah, that maybe that probably was offside. They're, right, they're usually right. And the thing with those offsides is because it is black and white, you know you're going to get the benefit of them at some point. Yeah. Subjective decisions, you can have one ref who says that's a penalty against you and the same thing can happen for you the next week and a different ref doesn't give it you. So it goes against you, it's a double whammy. Yeah, and just going off on a tangent about the offsides, they're actually trialling something called semi-automated offside technology. Yeah, they have that the World Club Cup for us. Yeah, they've used it apparently in over 300 games already to test it. Um they're using it this weekend, this week in the Champions League. Sorry, um, I don't know if they're using it in the Europa League as well. I'm guessing they are. Um, and basically, they're going to trial it from now until um, the end of November when the World Cup starts. So, I mean, this time next week, we could kind of come back to it and say, yeah, you know what, that was actually quite good. Like, because realistically, if we get that, what's the point of linesman? We, we get we get rid of him. We don't need him. Like, like, it'll be iRobot before we know it. Replacing people with machines. That's it. Well, Smith, what, right. what is? Do you want to read that out, Jim? The definition of um, semi-automated yes. offside. It's a tool to help VARs make faster and more accurate offside decisions by automatically, automatically, automatically determining the relative position of the players at the exact moment the ball is played. And it seems feasible because think about it. It's not subjective. It's when the ball is played. Is a player? Yeah. Um, onside or not it's literally you yeah. can, it's not nothing subjective about it yeah. so you click on the 
you click on the defenders furthest part near yeah. goal and the forwards yeah. furthest part to goal it comes up with two lines if they cross whatever you know and that's it it's black and white you can't go well in my opinion those lines aren't crossing well, so no, you can, see, are aren't, you can yeah. see they're either are they aren't whereas we could all three of us could sit in a room on our own here's five you know v- decisions that are going to go to VAR for you and we probably all make well, five different decisions well we've just done it then before the podcast the Odegaard well, yeah. one some of us think it wasn't a foul, some of us think it yeah. was a foul. I'll tell you what then, alright, Andy Madley, Chelsea ref, for that game, dub with the decision or sub him for a championship ref next week. Dub or sub? Sub. Sub. You've got a sub. Right, easy. I think it's the worst decision of the week on that. And I'm a Chelsea fan. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. it was. It was straight up, it was. Alright, moving on to that Newcastle one, Stan mentioned before, Mitchell pushed, I think it was Joe Willock, into yeah. Guaita. Yeah, and then the ball drops. Obviously, you, you see those arms in the back for a little defender's nudge, but that ain't a nudge. That is a that's a shove. Yeah, and yeah. it's a penalty. It, it should be well. It should be a goal. It should be a goal or a penalty. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's Joe Willock, mate. Probably ain't a goal, Bob. It's the fact that if if Mitchell maybe wasn't focusing so much on shoving him, clear defending the cross, he would have dealt with Do it. You know what's so. ironic is if Mitchell didn't shove him, yeah. Well, actually, he did shove him, sorry, but kept on the ball and headed it over the bar. Did a probably VAR didn't get a penalty? Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but would they not? Would they? I don't know. Would they? Or would they, have, would, would they have VAR'd it and we'd have gone, how's that not a fucking penalty? That was another bad decision. You know so we, we, don't, we don't know that. I was thinking before, there was something about, oh, because they always say, don't they? Premier League, the best league in the world, most fast, it's got the best players, it's got the best managers, everything, we're all so proud of it. But why, it's got the best why why do we only have English refs well exactly that's what I was going to say it's got the best foreign players it's got the best foreign coaches foreign managers we've even got foreign pundits Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank all, all these you know he, he was on the all team the at the play. weekend and all these different styles of play all these different everything you know the best of everything no matter what part of the world you're from Ooh. and our refs are English right they're all shit Anthony Taylor the shittest of shit dumb or sub <laughs> sub them all you've got to, it doesn't fucking matter does it it so, doesn't give us a championship ref yeah, but even that Jed, uh, Jed Gillett, is it? Jared Gillett, Jared Gillett, sorry. Jed Gillett. Everybody was going, ah, this, this guy's mint, and you saw all those videos, and he fucking sent Trippier off, and it just wasn't a red. And again, you know, some people thought it was, but it wasn't. And it wasn't by VAR, because they overruled it, and he was supposed to be the top. So I don't even know where we go. Do we just fuck it off? They're not going to fuck it off, because like I said before, it's a multi-million pound contract and a multi-million pound piece last, of equipment. At the last international tournament, didn't England only have two referees, and that's the lowest they've had in, in like a while? I think Says I, it all, doesn't it? I think I'm saying, so then why are we just sticking I don't think they took any, did they, to the Euros? Yeah, they, yeah, or the not, World Cup, was it? Not, it was, it not was not one of them. It was one of them. Some at the World Cup, was it not? Like, Anthony Taylor did the World Cup, wasn't it? There was not at the Euros, I don't think. It was the first time they'd never been in English. Okay, so Does that not say it all? Well, exactly. <laughs> so basically, on the international stage, we're not getting representation of being the best at refereeing. But in so the best league in the world, so-called, we have to stick with him. Yeah. And Just go and bring an Italian ref over. And I do apologise to Anthony Taylor. It was M. Salisbury. He fucked up in the Everton game for Van Dijk. So we, yeah, we Van, Van Dijk was a red card as well. And, and again, it's not been spoken about, and that might go back to the fact that there wasn't a fuss exactly made about it. But uh, Sambi did it to... Uh, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't on his shin, but Sammy did it to Bruno down his calf, and his foot was the same height. It was just on the other side of his leg. Yeah. But there wasn't a fuss really made about that. Onana went down. Bruno went down. But there was no jumping round the ref. This sat the other, and then all we got fat fifty seconds later was yeah they've checked it. No red card. It's genuinely so a leg breaker that Van Dijk. It is. Van yeah, Dijk. but it is. It is. Yeah, and the Sammy. You, you saw it in the pool, but Sammy again. He's on the other side, but the. Sammy gets Bruno's calf, Virgil gets his shin, but like I was saying before, because there wasn't a massive fuss made, it's kind of like, oh, in the background, and Anna's down, they go, well, well, we can say check's complete, and like, well, is it because nobody made a fuss? Do you feel like, you know, obviously you've checked it, because you have to, because it's a potential red card, but because there wasn't a fuss, do you not feel like you needed to get the VAR screen up and send the ref to it and all this and all that but I mean we've not even spoke about the Odegaard's um, is, it, is that the last one? There were uh, so, so many well, yeah, yeah, so, yeah so we'll, fini- we'll finish off with the actual VAR decisions obviously Stan's just mentioned uh, the latest one then he mentioned as well the Odegaard one so yeah let's talk yeah. about that I said personally it's not a foul I think Ericsson's had his, his rock stolen by Odegaard he doesn't have a clue where he is no I agree and he's slipped obviously Martinelli and he's finished it and I think Ericsson 
Yeah, I think the Should two. Say his heart skipped a beat. <laughs> I think his pacemaker skipped a beat. Yeah, deep line pacemaker. Um, <laughs> I think for me, the two questions that have to be asked here is: Should it be a foul? No. But is it a foul? <gasps> yes. And that's a classic. The example I'd use for that is a defender's dive. Should it ever be a foul? No. Is it a foul? Yes. In the game now, because of the precedent that's been created, it's a foul. If you go through the back of someone, which he did, it wasn't aggressive, it was soft. He does. He comes through the back of him, tries to get the ball and doesn't touch it at any point. And Ericsson falls over. And that's what doesn't help him. They're always... Like, contact with without a foul, though. Not, not if you're going to play the ball and the fact that you've gone in behind him has knocked him off his feet, weak or not. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't the, think that knocks him off his feet. The issue, well, Lucky you could argue it does because he's actually going to kick it so he's only on his left leg and he gets a bump. But the fact, if Odegaard gets a toe to that ball and that ball moves with his boot, it's not, they don't give a foul. It's the fact that he comes in from behind, which, okay, he's weak, but it's the fact that he tries to play the ball and doesn't get anywhere near it. it that's a foul. My issue, that's with, a foul. It, my, my issue with it is that why don't the ref just give it as a foul? Because the ref didn't think it was Because a foul. he's not very good. Well, that's Genuinely, though, that's the issue because I watched it live and I went, oh, that's a foul. And then it went through and I remember going, they're going to pull that back, it's a foul. And they kept watching it and he watched it on the screen for five fucking minutes, what it felt like. And I was going, it's a foul. All, they are always given as a foul. Always. And it was a foul. So, I mean, I watched James Alcott. He's, he was great. Go and listen to him. Shout out to James. And uh, he was saying he doesn't understand how it wasn't given initially. The only only slack he can give the ref is that they had the same boots on. Did he think that Odegaard's foot was Ericsson's foot when he when he tapped it? That's the only thing he can think. And that is it. And then when he watched VAR, he went, oh, that wasn't actually Odegaard's foot, was it? Ericsson went to kick it and then he got a little nudge in the back and fell over, which, like I say, should it be a foul? No, because it's weak as piss. It is. But is it a foul? It is because of the precedent that refs have made. I go back to Scott McTominay touching Hyunmin Son's chin before it going in. Should it be a foul? No. Is it a foul? Yeah. I thought it was. And the United, exact same. United got a goal written off for that. I don't know if you watched the Brighton game at any point yesterday. Did you see Leicester's opener where Solly Marks just got bodied off the ball? That's a bo- That's that's, that's a fifty-fifty shoulder see, I thought. I thought. I remember watching that, thinking, "What the fuck is the difference between that and the Ericsson one?" I don't know. That's more of a fifty-fifty shoulder barge where neither of them had control of the ball. I mean, Jim can, Jim can have a look. We'll, we'll see what he thinks. But that, for me, was more of a shoulder badge where the ball was there to be won. Not if Solly March was about to kick it and T. Elements came through the back of him and didn't get the ball just before he kicked it. It's a foul. But for me, it's just a coming together. That look, the ball's there to be won. It's shoulder well, to shoulder. No, that's not. It, 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 it's, it's, I mean, Jim's watching it now. We'll see what he thinks. Back. No, it's not going to be that. Yeah, it's just shoulder to, it's just shoulder to shoulder. The Ericsson look. That, that, I, one, I that one's it, not given, and the the, look, the, one. the Ericsson one's weak, but. It's the fact that that's not a f- Ericsson wasn't a 50-50. Ericsson, as you said, Cook, had the ball and lost it. He didn't have a clue Odegaard was there. I just think they're both not fouls. I just think Maybe in terms fouls. of what you want from the game. No, I just think it's the Prem and we are more physical and they, there yeah, are no, more. Those, there are they're more. given. They're given. That's you what can, I mean. You can be a defender. If, if anybody goes through the back of anybody and doesn't touch the ball whilst they do it, even you can win the ball through the back of somebody and it's a foul. You I can't not win soft, the ball mate. on top of that. I think it is soft, so soft. It is, but it's, it's a foul. Either it way, not in this in country. Con- it's not. In, con- <laughs> in conclusion, no. The refs are shit, and that's what we'll say on video. Welcome back, and we're going to talk about the man of the weekend, in my opinion, and that's Ivan Tony with a hat trick for Brenny. The bees, the bees were buzzing. Ivan Tony was buzzing as well. Uh, Three great goals as well: uh, that free kick, a penalty, and just you know, nice and calm. Meslier fucks up, which how many times have we said that since he's come into the prem? Takes it and chips it over two Leeds defenders into the into the back of the net. And for me, I've been singing his praises for ages. I think he's he's one of the best at hold up play. Really good, great feet for a big man. He genuinely does. Um, really nice hold up play. Really good at bringing other 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 players in. And as we saw with his hat trick at the weekend, he's he's got that finish too. And I mean, eighteen out of his last eighteen penalties, he's pretty calm in front of goal. But the question is, with the World Cup coming up, which feels mad because it's just turned to September and the, the season's just heating up that it's probably going to stop soon, does he travel to Qatar with a three-lion squad? I don't think he's ever made a three-lion squad yet. Uh, Jim, do you think he goes? Yes. Right now, if Gareth Southgate had to pick the team? Yes. Okay, 100%. Why? 100%. 
Um, because like you just said, he, what, everything, everything that's good against it about him is a different option for England. Um, this season he's been great. I think he's got something like... I, I think he's got... I don't know how many goal involvements he's got. Seven, seven goal involvements in already in six games. He, like you say, he can do it all. The hat-trick was the pinnacle of, of, of this season, Complete at least. Um, the pass for him, Buemo goal against United on his left foot yeah, was unbelievable. Yeah. He, he plays well when he's playing on the counter attack. He plays well when his team's dominating. He's not that old. Um, Twenty six. He's just age. arguably coming into his prime. Ready, yeah, well, ready for that I, big I, transfer. And do you know what impresses me about him? I think is the mentality of him. He, he backs himself. You, you can tell he thinks, yeah, you know, fucking, I'm, I'm the best here. Like, yeah. he some people, so, yeah, some. I agree. I agree with that. I think it's a positive. Some people could see it as a negative though. Cut with his comments about no. who you play for. No. Oh, it's Brentford. No, no, Nobody like, really. It's, it's Brentford. It's big dick energy. I agree. I it's big dick agree. energy. And it's like I'm better than he backs this, himself. And I'm going to play it a better. Have, have, have you seen him on that podcast? Fair play to him. Where the lad asks him who he supports, and he says Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, no, no. He sees him on party. Who's your support? And then he goes, Oh, Liverpool. Back in family by any chance? No, no, I can't remember. No. It's weird. And then before that, they ask him another question. He's like, "Oh, do you want to? Would you go and be like a second strike somewhere? Or do you mm-hmm. want to be the main man?" He's like, "No, I'm always the main man." So then they say, "I like that." Oh, man. so if you support Liverpool, um, if Liverpool come in for you now, but you're not guaranteed start, but Leeds come in for you, and they say you're the main man, where are you going? And he goes Liverpool, and he goes, "But I thought you wasn't going to be the main man because I'll make myself the main man." Oh, oh God. I love that's, that. That, oh. that you can, but you can tell though. Put him as any striker, and he'll, he'll think, do "You know what? Fuck, better than Do you me. know what? There's not many strikers that like if you put them in a squad together. I wouldn't back him against in terms of well, yeah. Cook's holding his Chelsea badge. He would have been a brilliant signing for Chelsea. United could have him. I mean, I think Spurs and City are all like right. Love at us. Liverpool. Darwin Nunes. Fucking hell. I was joking. No comment. No comment. Worth if you were going to buy Ivan Tony in January, how much do you reckon he sets you back? In January, 60, they would never, they'd never sell. They'd never sell in January. Next summer, you probably, I think you, they'd want at least 50. Let's say he goes to the World Cup, he, get, he plays, and then in the summer. If he goes to the World Cup and does well, you're probably talking 70, 80 million, honestly. You would. Nice. Yeah, no, yeah. Which yeah. is, ridic- which is look, ridiculous and nobody would pay that well. No, but, no, 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 We will. Look, 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 at, look, look at the lack of um, number nine this season it seems to be a trend and he's a proper nine he's a, he's a pretty he's, he's English <laughs> he's English he's a proper number nine he's 26 nine. coming into his prime it's quite rare that in the Premier League you can, just, you can already tell look at the teams that are doing well this season they've, most, they've mainly got number nines yeah it's teams, the return of the number big nine big teams that are struggling with Pools and Chelsea's they're missing number nine in the middle of the they are yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I completely agree and it sounds daft but I said to you at the weekend Jim I went he's actually got everything yeah, he's class. Hold, hold up play. You'd back him on his left, on his right. Like I say, his penalty record's brilliant. He scored a free kick. He's calm. Like Jim said, he's touched to hold off whoever it was and that left-footed ball around the corner for him, Burmo, to sprint onto. He's honestly, he's got everything. As long as he, if he avoids injuries and whatever his next transfer is, he makes sure it's the right one. Yeah. He can honestly be like a, a fucking yeah. really, really there's, class. There's a, there's a the lot of um, English strikers that I like. I like a lot. I like. I think Watkins is a brilliant player. I like. I think yeah, Callum Wilson. I think Callum Wilson is probably the second deadliest behind Kane. Calvert Lewin. I prefer Wilson. I prefer Wilson to 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 Watkins. This, but what I'm saying is, I love yeah. loads of them. But the difference in Tony is, he's, he's just up here. It's just his mentality. He's you got can the tell, mentality. You, can you forget tell about Tammy. Tammy Abraham yeah, as well, Tammy of course. Look, yeah, 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 he's yeah. doing really well this yeah, year. Yeah. I just think Tony's different right, to them Each, starting with Jim, because he loves Tony, and so does Stan, but... <laughs> we <pick> Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. I have a Tony. Who goes with him? I have a Tony. Which means everything came. So, so I presume England play one up front, therefore you take three strikers. So Tony... See, I don't think, I don't think he'll take three strikers. That's a different... Yeah. That's only because... Last right. time he took Kane and I'm saying you have to. Okay, so uh, Kane, Tony. Mr. Southgate is saying you have to. Uh, Ollie Watkins. Callum Wilson. I think I'd take Callum Wilson because he's, I think he's different to Kane and Tony in terms of what he offers. And if he ends up getting injured for three weeks, it doesn't matter because you've got Kane. <laughs> see, that was, see, that's why I can't <laughs> that's pick why Wilson. I'll take him. I love Wilson, and, but you can't. He's, and at a push. can't trust him. And at a push. Antonio? He's chosen Jamaica. Oh, is he right? asked to play yeah, for him? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, 
Yeah. No, I mean, plus, if Wilson got injured, like I say, you've got Tony and Kane, and at a push, Sterling's played centrally, Rashford's played centrally, so you're all right. You've got enough there, I think. What hook are you taking? I'm I'm personally taking, obviously, Harold, Tammy, and I'm also taking Tony, because they're three very different strikers. Three yeah. very good strikers. I just think I think Stan is right. Though. I can't trust DCL and Wilson. I feel like he won't. He don't want to take DCL. I feel like he's taking two because he's got players there like Rashford, like Rashford and Sterling. You can go in the middle. Can play centrally if needs. I hate that though, mate. Like it's the third option, and it? it's not going to happen. Like if you go in as the third choice striker, you're not expected to play though. But you just no, be buzzing to go. If you well, yeah, go, yeah, 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 you're yeah. going, but you go in as third choice, you'd be like, okay. Yeah. But what you want about that second choice is whoever you pick behind Kane. He will come on. Yeah. And, and what you want him to do... Five is, subs as well, no. It works. I'm guessing it's so it is. I mean, it'd be stupid if it isn't. That's what, probably fucking I think it is. Well, you want him to be a different profile. We want him to be a different profile, because Kane will drop in, Tony will just go... He could buy up front thing about Tony as well, he always drifts left and right. Yeah, you never yeah, see yeah. him sit centrally, which suits England, and, and fucking Pickford knocking up to Tony when you need to hold up play. Kane, Kane firing balls in swim. Yeah, it'd be nice. He's one of the best at hold up play I've seen in years in the Premier League. He doesn't lose it. Stronger and aerially as well. Do you remember that opening game against Arsenal where he just won every header? Yeah, that's two a joke. The thing yeah. is, the thing Killed is, Paolo Mari. He, yeah. he's, what, he's, what, he's one of them players, isn't he? Where I know it's fucking typical that everyone says it about a good English player, but if his name wasn't, <laughs> if, he's, if he was Spanish, oh, yeah. his name was Rui Costa or something. No, if everyone would go, no, fuck he, me, how much do you cost? Like, he, could, he could still be got. <laughs> if he was called Ivan Tony and he was playing you know in like mean? Serie A for Juve now, everybody would be going, eh, hey, well, well, fuck it, who knows? 60 mil, bring him to the Prem, somebody. Yeah. But because he's Ivan Tony at Brentford. Yeah, how much did he, that Vlahovic go for? Well, exactly. Like how, much did, how much did Piontek go for to AC Milan? Yeah, that Vlahovic. Yeah, it was like 70 odd mil. Piontek was like 40, 50, wasn't it, to AC? Yeah, that was nice. But Vlahovic was like 70, I think. Yeah, but the put. Yeah, it was a lot of money. He's miles better than him. The po- yeah, the miles better. He's yeah. not a sexy Lukaku. name, and that's why I think for. He's miles better than Lukaku. No, I was calling Vlahovic Lukaku. Well, no, well, there's no fun though. Lukaku, hundred million. Yeah, he's fucking it. miles better than Lukaku. Well, exactly. He is he's younger. Yes, he he no Jacko I mean, though, is he? I mean, he's no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Nunes went for hundred million. I'd rather have Tony. Anyway, anyway, we, we love Tony. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> all <laughs> aboard the Tony boss. Here, My ass is yours, allegedly. Right, listeners, that music can only mean one thing. It is, of course, the bet of the week. So get your betting apps at the ready and get ready to win some money. So starting off, half 12, early kickoff, Fulham versus Chelsea. Going to go Chelsea to win and under 2.5 in the early kickoff stand. The curse of the early. Let's hope everyone's still half asleep. Moving on, Leicester versus Aston Villa. I'm going to go both teams to score in this one. Leicester did look a bit rejuvenated in the first half. Second half, they looked utter shite. But hopefully they can get another goal in this one. Both teams score. Then we've got Liverpool Wolves. I've gone Liverpool to win that one. And then last but not least, Man City. Both teams to score. Result at home to Spurs. So just to recap the bet of the week. Chelsea to beat Fulham and under 2.5. Leicester Villa, both teams to score. Liverpool to beat Wolves. And Man City, both teams score result against Spurs. And lads, what can the listeners do with that information? Can show it up the rackers. Hello and welcome back, and I hope you've enjoyed that 30-40 minute uh, little font of knowledge that we've just given you there, and now it's time for a game, so sit back, relax, and here's some elevenable for you. Now, as you know, we say this every week, but it's always linked to something that we've spoken about, but we've not spoken about it yet, and it's United versus Arsenal. Now, as you know... Uh, on Sunday, uh, United won 3-1, stopping Arsenal's incredible in beaten run of five games. Invincibles no more. Um, but United actually broke. Fuck. United. <laughs> United actually broke Arsenal's unbeaten run of 49 games in October 2004. United won 2-0. But what was United's team on that day? United. <sighs> I was going to do Arsenal team, but it's pretty much the Invincibles, so you just would have flew through it. But there's a few random ones here. Pascal Seagam. No, he's downstairs. Cook, <laughs> you're first. Um, the king of controversy. I want the formation Andrew as well. Tate? It's Van Nistelrooy. It's your classic 4-4-2. Rue Van Nistelrooy starts up front, of course. Scored the penalty that day to make it 1-0. Jim? What's the system? 4-4-2. 4-4-2. 
um, proper two early gorgeous English stuff. Two banks of four. I like to risk my picks. I like that. And I would go for a risky man himself, stand a very risky man. Bissouma? Fabian Barthez? No. Wasn't in that on this day. He is a risky man. I think man, he'd then. left United by this point. Do you agree that he's a risky man? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to try you. and stick with the keepers. He got subbed on. Fun fact about Barthez, he got subbed on outfield in a pre season game because he kept telling Fergie he was good out, outfield. Don't surprise me. I've seen plenty of videos of him just like knocking so, about him like he's been That's back when nobody gave a fuck about pre season. But anyway, Cook, back over to you. Pep should do that with Edison. Give him, give him a run out. Nah, keep him in. He's not brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Man United. Uh, yes. I, who do I see in this kit? 2004, come on. Keeper, I'm going to say Roy Carroll. Roy Carroll, nail on the head. Roy Carroll, the Northern Irishman. And Roy yeah. Cropper himself. Pedro Mendes turning in his grave. Fuck. Remember that. Jim, um, I'm going to play a bit more safe now. Yeah, guys, I'm going to go with Phil Neville's brother. Phil Neville's brother started it right back, Gary Neville. Respect. Centre half. Was Ferdinand being a cokehead at this point? Ferdinand. Ah, this is the mm. question. Ooh. We'll say he is. Jap Stam! No, Stam had gone by this Bastard. point. 2004, he'd gone. Only there for three years. Won three titles and a treble in the middle. We didn't need that information, did we? No, why not? Don't know. Best up centre back in the Prem. Carry um, on. Ron Blair? Uh, my guess yes. would be 2004. Hmm. Come on. Think Vodafone. There's still oh, some big David name. Beckham, Gary Neville's best friend? No, he'd left. He'd he left. Was, he was at Real Murray. He'd actually leave Gary. He left Gary as he was in Qatar, getting ready for his paycheck. <laughs> Cook, back to you. A great place. Um, A great stop, guy. <laughs> Skulls in. Skulls was in the midfield. Oh, You're missing some obvious ones here. We're not. Jim is. Ferdinand. Ferdinand wasn't being a cokehead. He started and he was captain. Fucking hell. The day mustn't have ended in Y. You try, you try, you try. <laughs> cool. Left back, who was doing that job for Manchester United? Oh, Alexander Butner. <laughs> we was on about him if we <laughs> would have been about, He'd have been about 12. Alright, who partnered Rio before Vidic? Who partnered? That is the question. Vidic came in and replaced this guy pretty much. Giggsy actually. He must He didn't played. play centre back but he did play yeah, left midfield. Yeah. I was just thinking of people who were in the headlines lately. Jim? Mikel Silvestre. Mikel Silvestre started what a he player. Did. actually was. Ended up playing for Arsenal. So there, there's your the three. human emoji. There is four of your back five, the human emoji. So you've got Carroll, Neville, Ferdinand Silvestre, uh, Skulls, Giggs and Van Nistelrooy. Nicky Butt. No, didn't play. Bastard. Right, fuck you then. Jim. Fizzer. Phil Neville started in the midfield <laughs> next to Scalzi and was booked two minutes after Gary was, so maybe yes. he was protecting his brother. Well, he's world class. Don't be nasty to my brother. Two more players, three more players, I'm lying. You've got your right mid, your striker next to Rude, and your left back. Clinton Fortune. No. Kieran Richardson. No. <sighs> Chris Eagles. No. Chris <laughs> <laughs> Go on. What have we got there? Yeah, tell right me. mid, Ruth Van Nistelrooy's strike partner. <gasps> Chuck! Is he not there? Nah, you shit. Luis Saha. No. It's true there. Who's that? Ronaldo. Yes, he played on the right. Dixie! <laughs> <laughs> You've already said gigs. We've already had people that throw naked people in hotels. <laughs> Allegedly. He's in the snow. No, he did that shit. Cut back to you. Have we had to Yes. Rude strike partner. Look lugs out. Rude strike partner. <laughs> right, Louis Zahar's been said. Quinton Fortune's been said. Rude's been said. <gasps> Alan Smith. No. no. Diego Forlan. No. <laughs> what is going on here? How many shitters did you have? He scored the second fucking goal. <gasps> I mean, he's good. Cook? Oh, really? I just thought if I did that. Why would you do that? <laughs> I can't believe you've not um, said this guy. He won the penalty and scored the second goal. What, Phil Neville didn't play left back? No, centre mid with. He's so versatile. He is so versatile. There's people, sc- I know oh, for a fact. Oh, where's Brown? There's people screaming. Where's Brown? No. Yeah. John O'Shea? No. Jim, we're in a rut here. Have we seen Rooney? No. Is it Rooney? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've left England in United left never strike. Nobody said Rooney. I thought he's downstairs. Yeah. He, he dove for a pen. And then Scott. We need I the bar. I need thought, the bar. Left I, back. I thought you said Rooney me. 
Left back is a guy who uh, <laughs> left United after another left back came in uh, and wanted to join Usually Liverpool actually. Ooh. And he was swiftly told to F off and join Real Madrid. Gabriel Hinder. Yes, well done, Jim. Yes. Incredible knowledge there. Beans, beans, Hines. <laughs> beans, beans, Hines. <laughs> Roy Carroll, Gabby Neville, Leo hey. Ferdinand, Sylvester, Gabby Hines, Ronaldo, Fizzer, Phil Neville, Pablo Scholes, Gigze, Wazza, and Rui. You've missed one out. Who? Howard Webb. Howard Webb Cheating as well. Bastards. And Paul Tierney from Salford. <laughs> and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Finally, Arsenal have been beaten. The mighty Arsenal have held their first L. I know, ridiculous. It's taken so long. It's almost like Simon Jordan was right. What about Eric Tenag not being a good United manager because he doesn't fit very well in his suit? No, follically challenged. Oh, okay, correct. Uh, I'm not taking any fashion advice off that curtain haired freak. Jim. No, it's not. No, he did that shit. He did that shit. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but no, United beat Arsenal 3-1. And I don't want to just say beat. They they proper fucking had Arsenal here. They weren't they weren't great at Arsenal. Although Gabby Jesus did try his best to scrap with her I I mean, I don't know. Jim, do you want to talk about Arsenal first? Yes, I will disagree with that wholeheartedly. Oh, Jim. Ars- you can't change DNA. I told you this. No, Arsenal. Listen, United started well. Now we're the better side. Um had a few chances. I think for the first 20, 25 minutes. Now to the better side, um, and then there was the instant we spoke about before um, when Miley Foy got the opener. He took it well, Saka great ball, and then after that, it seemed like that kind of thought made Arsenal wake up a bit and think, "Fucking hell, we need to start playing here." And listen, he was the better team for the next second, that next next part of that half. Anthony got a great goal, um, unreal pass from Ericsson. He was man of the match, rightly so. Um, he, he just was really good, and he has been really good since he's moved back um, to the 8th position um, but then second half the Arsenal goal was coming I mean I'm saying to you Stan like, I'd be very surprised they don't score it they've, they've just come straight on played again like they always play in the back end of that half and then United go and score again off the break and I think what killed Arsenal was they made a mad triple substitute they brung on I think they took off two took off Xhaka Zinchenko Odegaard, and yeah. Odegaard and brung on three pretty much attackers put Martinelli at left back and no sooner than like yeah. a minute later Odegaard Lekonga's and he went off yeah, yeah it, it was just chat, yeah. and do you know what it, made me th- what, what it made me think of it made me think of watching City in these really tight games and Pep would never change what was happening on the pitch and I'm, I, like, I imagine Pep was watching that thinking oh Mikel too soon <laughs> Mikel I mean you, this is why because realistically it was going well for Arsenal I know he was down but why, he didn't need to change all that. he was I, playing well I think after that equaliser if he didn't change anything or if Sinchenko did you know it was agreed he'd only play 60-70 minutes or whatever it was you just bring Tierney on like for like the fact that he he, he put Martinelli at left back with Nketiah it was naive up front and he went with a pivot of Fabio Vieira it was very gungo given there was half it was, an hour it left. was very naive it was very naive he didn't it's like Neville said there was 20 minutes left of the game you go gungo if there's 6-7 minutes for that's the last what he said the minute he's like last 5 minutes they do that that's when all he needs to do so unless unless because obviously the first 5 games has been moments when they've been losing or drawing and they've kind of gone for it and won whether he thought he thought well were on top of them and they were that first 10-15 minutes of the second half they were and like Jim said that goal was coming so unless you thought ah well it's 1-1 now there's only one team that's going to score here Uh, but obviously he failed to recognise for some reason the fact that United's main asset is is, our pace and being able to catch teams out who are squeezing eye up the pitch or or whatever so yeah I think I think it maybe shows the kind of manager that Arteta is and where he is in his career because he's still a young managerial career anyway yeah he's learning on the job yeah and I, I think you need little tweaks in the moments you don't need that like just put Tierney on maybe maybe take Xhaka off and put Smith Rowe in that position it's just a bit different or just put Enketia up because I don't know do you think where that's where maybe like backroom staff comes in it, yeah it was, it was a it was just that a lot be, it? It was, it, and it killed it really because a lot of people him. say that's gone hand in hand with Gerrard's demise because his assistant's gone out on his own to become a manager that well, might be well assistance are so important obviously oh, that's a different yeah, thing but 
that's why maybe young managers would be better with it. With a, I mean, Ten Hag came in, people laughed, but one of the first things he did was bring Steve McLaren in because he knows United, he knows the English game, knows English football, and something like that. He might somebody Dutch if, ball if, as well. If, that? If, well yeah, but if, if Arteta had somebody like that, they might go actually give it ten here because we're on top of them. We've just equalised. If you want to bring Zinchenko off, like Ferg like and McLaren, like for like, I'm sure Ten Hag will be okay. Well, with it. well, yeah, well, yeah, true. But the, the momentum of the <laughs> game, the, the way the momentum of the game was going. To just bring on Smith Rowe, Vieira. Killed their own momentum. And Smith Rowe and Vieira, by the way, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm not seeing Vieira for it, definitely. I'm pretty sure maybe that was Smith Rowe's first appearance. It feels like it. It feels like it. Maybe come on. I know when Katie came on against Fulham was really impressive. But yeah, he was too much. And what happened in the end was uh, a more calm manager who was fucking done amazing. You know, well, realistically. After the first two games of the season, Cook, when they got absolutely humbled at Brighton and then battered at Brentford, he's, he's done an amazing job because the pressure was on him. He was just mounting and to win four. four in a row. Yeah. To win yeah. four in a row anyway yeah, that's, is, that's, uh, is that's really good. But the situation he was in, and I don't think United are near their final form as well. No, they're not. I, th- I think the thing that Arsenal fans will be disappointed with is the performance was really good, but the fact that they couldn't get that result at Old Trafford and the record there is bad. But the fact that they couldn't get a result against United now, give it after the World yeah, Cup when they come to play. Ahead, yeah, when yeah. they play after the World <laughs> Cup at the Emirates, I just feel like United will be Further much along. even even better than they are now because they're still better than Anthony. Yeah, Casemiro yeah. hasn't made a start yet, and he will improve that team. Yeah, and you can tell it's still not Ten Hag's full way of playing yet. Yeah. They're playing a bit more on the counter attack than maybe they would like. Yeah, but that's yeah, what yeah, they yeah. leaned into as well because the United have raw pace all over the park and now Stan, I, I don't know if you'll agree, but he's he's finding out what his best eleven is now, and he's doing the things that you could say fans have wanted to for a while. He's he's said, all right, Maguire's my captain. He started the first two games, it went down like a lead yeah. balloon. He's changed it because obviously if it doesn't work, what do you do? You change it. Well, that's somewhat. I mean, he's made credit some, to him. The, credit he's dealt with the Ronaldo situation really well. Yeah. He said What's all, he meant to say? He, 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 he said all somebody he wants to now. keep him. There's been no leaks, and let's be honest, if Ronaldo wanted to leak something in terms of something really bad or create something horrible, anybody would listen to it and release of course, it. Yeah. He stopped any of that. I mean, like you say, Maguire's my club captain, but then after two games, he's got rid of him. And I mean, we've conceded two in four games. Varane and Martinez have been brilliant. I mean, dropping Luke Malazio Shaw. as well. Dropping, yeah, dropping yeah, Luke yeah. Shaw was a massive call. I mean, this is a guy that's been at United for like nearly a decade now, which was ridiculous. Dropping Ronaldo and still not bringing him in even when he was available. I mean, the only, he's only started him against Brentford and we lost 4 0. He's not done that since. And I mean, in terms of you saying he knows his best team, we've in the last four games we we played the same eleven for three games in a row and then made one change against Arsenal. So it's obvious he knows the play. And like Jim said, I mean the Casemiro hasn't started yet. I mean Scott McTominay. I think what's helping McTominay is because he he's done really well over the last three or four games is. Ericsson's allowed him to really simplify his game in terms yeah. of it. Almost feels like somebody's pulled McTominay and gone. Just do what you're good at in terms of being an aggressive little fucker. Yeah. Kick him, get in, get in the face, and just give it him. I was gonna say, let's talk about him, Ericsson. He ran the show yesterday. Ericsson, Ericsson was ridiculous. I mean, did he get my match? Right, yeah. yeah. he did. Yeah, I mean, and he was involved in all all three goals. I mean, he played the ball through to yeah, Bruno, squared it to Rashford. He was the yeah. hockey assist. He played the ball through to Bruno for the first goal, which you know really Bruno took, give it to Sancho, yeah. Rashford, Anthony. You've you from four linking. But that that's that second goal was the best where Dallo feeds it into him and Ericsson already knows around the corner and that pass from Bruno on the outside of his foot was ridiculous. It's almost like he's a world as, class player. As as we know, but it was five minutes after Arsenal scored and a few minutes after they made those subs, Rashford's in behind because you unsettled yourself, killed your momentum. And again that third goal, Ericsson involved again, running straight through the middle. There was no sound. making the run from deep, there which was, is very yeah, unlike but, that United side. But if you look, it came from the left hand side where Martinelli was there. So Gabriel scores across, yeah, probably yeah, thinking, this guy's not a fucking left back. Yeah. And Sambi Lakonga's not there. You've got Vieira and Shaka. So Ericsson runs through because you've got no defensive minded guy there. So everything, it just went wrong for Arsenal. But I've saw people saying it was a smash and grab for United. I, 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 I wouldn't disagree. They were I, in that game. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't. Arsenal, Arsenal, I wouldn't moan if you said Arsenal were the better team. But that first goal, there was 18 passes. Every player in the United. Yeah. Well and what I'd say is I saw some people going oh, the, the, uh, you know United just counter-attacks and this is just Solskjaer but I watch United games and United beat Arsenal like that under Fergie where you might score a team goal with 18 passes and then the other two we sit back kick them a bit upset them and then we score two counter-attack goals Rooney came out the other day and went 
there was no tactics against Arsenal. It was let them have the ball and then kick them about, upset them. And when we get our chances, how many counter attack goals can you remember from United at the Emirates? Like it just happened all. I, the, all I remember the, what, the one that sticks out in my head. Funny you should say that is that one where United were playing in blue in the Champions League. Yeah, and yeah. Ronaldo, remember he Rooney, starts Rooney, like Ronaldo Ronaldo and Park, wasn't yeah, it? Like yeah, that, that's the one that sticks out. But it seems like that, and United have always scored goals like that against Arsenal. Yeah, it's not. I, I, I missed United. I agree with Jim in terms of obviously. I mean, Eric Ten Hag was looking for his fourth win and. Yeah, um, Arteta's in his fourth season is it so like the difference in terms of how the two teams want to play is, is you know one's massively developed and you could you could see that because Arsenal did play really well he probably didn't create or have as many shots on target as he wanted but in terms of area of the pitch that first 15 minutes that's what surprised half, me the most about that's, that's why was, that's, was that's why I was impressed with him because they go into Old Trafford where they're not good it's still a really young team I think it's still the youngest team in the league like it's like it's got to be up there. Yeah, I, think, I think it actually it was last season, so I don't know why much has changed really. They brought in Azuzu, who's not that old. Um, mm. I just think. Then he's not old either. Well, Saliba's coming actually, so it's even probably actually younger. Um, just yeah, the, way, yeah, the, the yeah. way they played is really impressive. What they've not learned yet is what Pep got really humbled by in his first season was that teams in this league will just count you. Teams will kill you. Um, yeah. And you need to. Especially United. I still think United are one of the best counter attacking yeah, teams this, in the league. This, this, they still killed you know. Pep when Pep was winning like by 100 points. Well, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. If, but the fact is that he's got to try and think of some way to stop them counter attacks. And yeah, what yeah. City have done is bring the fullbacks inside. Maybe that's something that he will do as Inchenko. I was impressed with him, but there's two way, ways of winning the match. You know, thought, you yeah. know were a better side. They were, they were a lot better with the ball than without it. I thought they always looked vulnerable when United had it, whereas you know, they were very comfortable on it and not very organised off it. But I mean, you, you mentioned it, Jim, the fact that I don't actually really know what's happened. United lost 2-1 and 4-0. The next day, Ten Hag dragged them all in and went, we're running. That difference between us and Brentford, we're running it, and I'm running it with you. Because if, if you fuck up, I fuck up. If I fuck up, you fuck up. This is all of us. I don't know whether they've had a heart-to-heart. -heart. Obviously, you've mentioned he's dropped Maguire, he's dropped Shaw, that's he's not big, brought Ronaldo back thing. in. Yeah. Jim's mentioned he's brought Casemiro in for £70 million and he's not started a game yet because yeah. Scott McTominay, there's no reason... He will, but the point is is that it shows to the other players. I don't, I, don't care, I don't care what your name is, I don't care yeah. what you've won. That's what you Scott want. McTominay is doing what I'm asking him now, so unless you get him out of, his, out of this team... It is how it is, and I think players will look at that. But so, the fact that we we played Liverpool, okay, and the Liverpool of last season, but nobody expected United to to get anything out of that game. We, we were the better team in that game, two one. I thought you'd win yesterday. I I didn't think we'd lose anyway. But the point is that we got, got backed in a lot by the bookies. We, Arsenal we, were big faves before the match. We beat Liverpool. I didn't expect that. I went into the ground thinking this protest outside is going to be the best thing out this night. It's fucking funny as fuck, <laughs> and we're going to go in and get beat four 0 But at least this protest was good. Then we go away to Southampton for the early kickoff. That screams United fuck up. It was 1 0. Rode our luck at times, but 1 0. We go away to Leicester who were bottom, bottom and hadn't won a league game. That screams United Leicester's first win of the season. We didn't. And then we play Arsenal, who like like we've you know we've we've joked about it, but are in brilliant form. The only team in the league not to have dropped any points this season. And for me, Arsenal it sounds stupid, but Arsenal were maybe the better team in terms of pure football in sense. But United deserved to win the game over the ninety minutes. Yeah. Well, but the thing United, were, I think this was United's best performance this season. United against Liverpool. Liverpool were the better footballing team. Liverpool had all the, the all the pressure was in United's half in in most of the game. Mm. But what you looked at that and you thought, oh, Liverpool have been shit here because you know they came be better. Like I watched the game for Arsenal have been good here. United have just done it. Like United, yeah. United, and United against Southampton and Leicester. Even when we went one and low, I was thinking like, what? At times, I was watching, thinking, what the fuck, are United doing? Especially trying to see out both games. Like realistically, Southampton could have had a penalty. Like Leicester could have yeah. converted one of a thousand free kicks that just was given. But against United, against Arsenal, it was just not a lot happened not, really. When not, you think realistically, did David De Gea make? That many saves. And that's why I was so no. disappointed with Arsenal. That's why I said right at the start. Yeah, I get it. it, was, it, was, it was because they came in with such a swagger, and they were like, "We're top of the league at the moment, and we've got this new team, and we don't yeah. give a f we're not scared of anybody." And they didn't lie down because I don't want to insinuate that because they didn't. But in front of goal, I was disappointed. It was like, "This isn't the Arsenal I've seen this season." It's a, st a stumbling no. block for them, innit? Because because they're, they're it was a big challenge from it. Because realistically, everyone's what everyone's saying now is that was a big challenge. Yeah, yeah, But they played really easy teams. They've gone away. But we said it, didn't we? That was a big challenge for them in terms of can they do it and performance-wise, they might go well. We did. 
apart from that last 20 when like he, he went gung-ho and it just all opened up but yeah, he, for 70 minutes though you can argue Arsenal were like the better team yeah, for, for all of it lost but, Arsenal that game yeah, yeah fruit, fruit either that changed I, I you said it fruit, fruit, they've got yeah. to regroup and they've got to think on another day you know what I don't, make, I don't make that triple sub and we maybe draw it too off Throughout, it's probably yeah. a fair result or you make fruit, a double sub through either arrogance or naivety, whatever you want to yeah, say, but yeah, yeah. I thought to now bringing on Fred and saying, go and stand at, at 10, which is fucking mental, but if you stand at 10, they're trying to create I now. Guess. They've gone for it. If you can go even higher up the pitch and squeeze, and you saw that when Ramsdale played it to Odegaard and Fred tackled him and we nearly scored a third, and then he yeah. brought Casemiro on and you felt, right, okay, we're all right here. Ronaldo, I thought, came on and, and pressed and did well. But he was good. Like you say, it was, it was Ericsson and just Rashford's threat, and that's why I always said... I'd rather Rashford on the pitch. I saw people going, ah, no, you've got to play Ronaldo against Arsenal because, I mean, Rashford doesn't press as much as Ronaldo. Rashford doesn't really press either, but Rashford has a threat going that way. Ronaldo doesn't have a threat going that way. And Rashford is, like, like I mean, you saw with the with the goals. I mean, yeah, going right. that way is brilliant, but... When, when it comes to, like, the the five for the top four between these two sides, like, I, I still look at the, the way you play and what they're doing. I still think Arsenal are the best side, but... When you look at options off the bench, United's options are very, very good subs. Like it's it's a oh, yeah. it's a weird kind of player that they have, but they can't if they kind of get it. But like Casemiro, I know he should start every game. But is there a better player to like realistically to bring to see our game? Think right, Casemiro just come on, just block everything for fifty minutes, Fred. one up. Fred, do that. Uh, we need, we, need, but, we need somebody to hold it up. Right. Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, no, on the other side. Oh, we're nil nil there. We could do like we're, we're, we're pushing him. We're crossing, crossing the box. Ronaldo, get on. Yeah. Or to stretch or, him, just shove his langer on and yeah. tell him to sprint. Or even if you want to change the system, bring him. Well, that, that, that I mean, you we've, see we've, the Arsenal subs. He was all the same player, yeah, but yeah. not as good. Yeah, but we've spoken. Yeah, Lukonga. It's the exact same, same player. We've spoken about the difference in United in the last month. Let's say in the last. Well, three weeks for whatever it was since that Liverpool game. The difference in the squad. I mean, I remember looking at that Brighton and Brentford going. If we only have Ericsson, Malasia, and Martinez here, we're fucked. Yeah, you've got Casemiro and, and Anthony. And since since then, they've added Casemiro and Anthony. Like I say, whatever has happened, happened. Whether that fucking run with the players, which is trivial and stupid as it sounds, things like that, you don't know what that's going to do for the morale. Because the reports were that the players were like, fucking hell, you brought us in and we're going to run eight miles. And then when Ten Hag went and I'm getting my, well, we're fucking doing it. Apparently had a heart to heart. Whether that's happened and the amalgamation of dropping players and the signing of Anthony and the signing of Casemiro and things like that, it's just snowball. But I mean, I agree with Jim. Arsenal right now should be, the, out of United and Arsenal, they are the favourite to get in. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's simply because Arteta's been there for three years. They're just further along in the, 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 the further along for me, uh, yeah. Arteta's got his player. I still think Eric Tenag, I mean, he has been back this summer, I'll say that. He's got the players that he wanted. It and, takes and, time as and well. And like you said, yeah, it's, it's going to take another few months. Time knows money. It's not we're, just we're, we're, we're going to see Arsenal tested. Well, we've always seen them tested, but like this it's week, when they start in the Europa League and they're playing first, it's on Yeah, because it's like, not Spurs. It, it, I'm interested it's, yeah, to see because Spurs. It's a big test because I like the... the the depth of the Arteta's never had a season with, with, no, with he, European football he finished, eight, he finished eighth eighth and fifth so he's, ne- he's never had his full season with European this is his first but one but it's really tough isn't it he, oh it's horrible man- manager's Europa well more experienced than Arteta that's why you need these big it? squads you do you need, yeah. you need big squads and, and well, he's never had to manage a squad he's had to have 13, 14 players he, ma- he manages a game on a Saturday week of training Saturday week of training Saturday it's a massive difference you've got PSV you've got Bodo Glimt and who's the third team um, I can't remember Zurich. who it is but Zurich, Zurich. Zurich. okay yeah, right. they should win these games every midweek from now until the World Cup yeah exactly so we'll, we'll see how they do but Injuries, I mean the likes anything can happen yeah. just, to, just to cap off Arsenal the next few fixtures in the league they've got Everton at home They've got Brentford away, which is no joke, and then they've got Spurs at home, followed by Liverpool at home. Apparently, their October's really difficult. Um, yeah, but it's been so easy. So, so because the start's been like, so easy. We'll pass Liverpool, Leeds, Leeds City, Southampton away. Southampton away and beat Chelsea. Well, there isn't an easy, thing is, there isn't an easy game in the Premier League, and it makes more harder when, you, when you're playing yeah, first so. day before it. And. Yeah. Well, yeah. it'll be a roll. It'll be a roller coaster of a season. You look, you look at Arsenal; they'll win more games, they'll lose more games. You look at this United team right now; you're buzzing. You've won four in a row. But United, you know, it will happen because United are in such a transition. We might go to Palace at the weekend and lose two two nil, but it it is how it is. Like United aren't going to win every game between yeah. now and the end of the season. It's the prep. But 
it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a fucking mad league, oh, yeah. so you're on top, you're buzzing, enjoy it, you get beat, you know, you're gutted. But it's the best for a reason. Anything can happen, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm buzzing. Four, four wins in a row. Yeah. If you'd have asked me how many of the next four would have won after that Brentford game, yeah. I'd have struggled to honestly, confidently say I, what. I was looking so. at it, and I'm looking at it thinking, um, fucking if United don't beat Leicester there. They're going to get twice against Liverpool. That's going to be four games and have zero points. <laughs> I'm genuinely and looking and thinking, that's, a, fucking, one goal that's a real possibility. You wouldn't have even been called stupid for thinking You that. wouldn't, but they've turned it around you massively. Tenag's done amazingly. What they've got now for the first time they in the ages. Yeah, but they've also got, they by dropping your Shaws and your Maguire, your Maguire sorry, and your Ronaldo, and, your Ronaldo, well, yeah. and even Shoot. and even start with well, Anyone, Every single position now, if that player doesn't play well, there's, they know. there's a guy behind him yeah. and well, what he's kind of done tonight to them players who've been dossing around the United now for like two or three years like realistically yeah. I, I like him I think Maguire's a, br- a brilliant player but realistically I don't every single week <laughs> every single it doesn't matter how bad Maguire is he's starting the next week like for yeah. the last three years there's but, no competitions for places you're right but, but now Maguire, my Maguire's in fire off light mode he's going to think yeah I'm not good enough yeah. Or he's gonna think, fucking I'm a captain. Like, I'm gonna work, get back in this team. You're right, Oscar. He's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> the same with everyone at United now. It's fight or flight. Hello and welcome back. We got a bit of a new game for you, I think. Although it's not a new game in in that sense because uh, it's a very well known game and it's a game called Higher or Lower. Um, I did try and make a, a name for it from football players, but. Um, High low rice instead of high struggling. low dice. High low rice. There you go. <laughs> uh, I was looking at Jogi jo- 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 Love, yeah, Lover. You know uh, what I mean. I like but that. I couldn't couldn't think of anything for higher. I like that. So I um, my balls too. And smell them. So obviously the idea <laughs> is <laughs> I will give you a certain statistic and then I'll give you another person's name and you've got to tell me whether. They, they will be higher or lower than the person before them you know pr- pretty straightforward evaluation so, Cook do you want to be there's two different lists aye and you both get a go at each obviously the further along you get you know is is the winner so Cook for appearances Premier League appearances not club appearances would you rather list A or list B B <gasps> list B Jim that means that Jim that means you're list A but we'll go straight away list up? Wow. with Cookie. Obviously, as soon as you get one wrong, it's over, and then the it's passed to the second person. And if they say if you got the first one wrong, cut. Jim gets the next go. As soon as he gets that first one right, then uh, he's won that round. You were Cookie. You ready? Yes, sir. So Premier League appearances. We're going to start you off with William, who made two hundred and sixty good effort. Premier League appearances and counting. But as James Ward Prowse <laughs> made more appearances or less, higher or lower, James Ward Prowse. Two hundred and sixty. Right off the bat, fuck. I'm gonna be shit at this. Same. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go War Prowse because I think you're trying to have me off. So you're gonna say he's higher. I'm gonna say he's higher than Willian. He is higher than Willian. Three hundred and eleven. So fifty-one more than Willian. I but the next part of the furniture. Yes. <laughs> the next question is Steed Malbronk, legendary less, less. Premier League name. He's made more than James Ward Prowse. 336, 25 more Premier League appearances. That's a double so, attacks. Cookie's got one. Do you want to do, do the rest for fun since I've fucking done it? Okay. Yeah, Kevin true. Nolan, more or less than Steve Malbronk? Gotta be more. It is more. 401. Johnny Evans. He's part of the Johnny Evans, more or less than Kevin Nolan. Less, Ooh, wait, wait. Oh, he's close, that one. Less. less 349 and Robin Van Persie more or less than 349 more than what 349 Johnny Evans 349 in the prime. Robin like Van Persie yeah, less 280 games good he played game ratio there, nearly <laughs> 70 less than Johnny Evans he played there you go so Jim yes how many do I need two you need to get two correct yes so I'll start you off with friend of the pod, uh, friend of the pod Peter Crouch, yeah, with four hundred and sixty-eight Premier League appearances. Yeah. Not quite the five hundred club. But as Theo Walcott played more or less. That's so hard. 
That is a Mr. Sophie again. Proper. There's pretty much at least there's at least ages. like 50, 60 appearances. There's almost, there's almost one or two, two seasons between spells, these. An Arsenal spell. I'm not and it. An Crouchy was around for As Walcott years. played more or less than Peter less. Crouch, he's played less. 377. So nearly 100 less. So it seems tight, but it's I was it's thinking about that, I'm thinking, yeah, fucking it's Crouch not. was like. Uh, like two, like year two thousand. It's not. Yeah. So Theo Walcott's made three hundred and seventy-seven appearances, but did Sammy Herpia make more or less? This oh, how long was he at Liverpool for? Not... I actually don't know. I want. I. I don't. I'm gonna think less. Is that your final answer? Yes. It is less, 318, Fuck. so yes. Jim's won the first Shit. round, but we'll keep going. Another it. Liverpool legend, Stuart Downing, has he made more than 318 Premier League appearances? Stuart Downing. Oh, are you trying to get me again? Because I've done less twice now. I think, it's, it. I think it's less again. I think it's a high, mate. Less again? No, it's more. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Shit! 400, 408, 90 more appearances than Sammy Epi. 408. Let's go show, guys. Anyone can make and it. And then next, so <laughs> David Beckham. Did Beckham make more or less than 408 Premier League appearances? Oh, it's got to be less. He's a jet set bags. Not more, it's Becks. I don't know, but you were. You like that? Oh, yeah, I know. More. more or less than 408 class of 92 more more less 265 Premier League games well he's a jet set a lot Raheem Sterling more or less money. Sterling more or less than 265 oh more, more. he's in the original 326 yeah more 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 so there you go so Jim won that one 2-1 yeah. we, will, we will add your scores together yes. in case you're better at one stat than the other okay. yes so the next one Jim you can have first dibs on the pick yes and this is in goals. So Premier League goals. Would you rather list A yes. or list B? A. List A. So, Roberto Firmino has scored Ooh. 74 Premier League goal. goals. I thought it was going to say 90 then. Recently scored 100 for Liverpool, but 74 Premier League goals. Stat padding cut. Um... Emmanuel Adibayor, more, oh, more or less. Bad, bad Adi. Bad Adi's got way more. Yeah. Way he's more. A, he a, has got more. Do you know how many more he's got? Um, at least 20. He has 97, Adibayor got three away from he's, the 100 club. Man, he's bad, <laughs> Come back. It's a bag, man. Maybe Wolves should get him back, him and Costa, so he can get to 100 club. Oh, my God. Fuck. I'm going to fucking come. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Cantona, more or less than 97 Premier League goals. Oh, he's, he, he's not in the 100 club, is he? Actually, I don't think so. He wouldn't do me like that and do 98. I don't think he is. Less. 70, Eric Cantona. He's 70 Premier League goals. Fraud. Fraud. Actually, he is. Terry's got more than Fernando it. Torres, more or less than 70 Premier League oh, goals. Oh, we're talking fraud. Think of all the ones he scored for us, lad. We are talking fraud now. <laughs> <laughs> three. Remember when you spotted him? Add, yeah, add, oh, he's actually, <laughs> add three, three goals onto whatever he scored to Liverpool. He's what? Don't oh, come on. Sorry, I didn't mean don't it. Don't be out <laughs> Fernando Torres, more or less than that 70 in the league goals. No, it's just Premier League. This. <laughs> right, you know what? We are oh, a Premier is, League boss. He's looking at you to say. <clears throat> no, this is toughest. It is a Mr. Toughest. He's not but, the nicest. Right, Torres, was it in league ages? And there's better strikers be less than that. Do you remember what Diego Costa's got less than that? Mm. I'm going to go with less. It's more, 85. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> I set it up nicely, didn't I, this? Yeah, no. it's sick. All right, the rest... Duncan Ferguson, more or less than 85 goals? Less. 68, you yeah. are correct. And Dion Dublin, more, more or less? More under club. More bungalows. 111 more Premier League I don't mean under club players. Yeah. I've watched it on Sky. 111 <laughs> Premier League striker. Cookie, yeah, that means you're on it. list B. Oh, yes. fuck. How, many, how many did I get then? One or two? One. So you got uh, Adibayor, Cantona. So you got two. So Jim's on four. You need three to equal, four to beat out of this, out of the five, <laughs> out of the five. So you need three or four out of the five. You want, aye, you want four. Aye, you ready? Aye. Hugo Rodiega. Fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. You say you up here. Hello. Scored 29 <laughs> Premier League goals. <laughs> this is going to be so embarrassing for me. This is this Wayne score. Rooney. Did Davi Ginola score less or more? That's a curveball. That is a curveball because he had two little stinties in England, didn't he? And he was overweight, Davi Ginola. Remember. You know what? I'm gonna say he's got less. He's got less. Twenty-one Premier I League goals. I, I've got more, mate. <laughs> Premier League player of the season in 1999 when United won the treble. By the way, anyway, John Carew, more or less than twenty-one Premier League goals. He's a, he's a big man. Don't think. Don't 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 second guess yourself. 
I need to think. I just remember uh, that 20. class Villa team with like Come on, higher or lower. Like, he had that oh. in a season. He had that in a 21 season. you're looking to beat. 21. Yeah, higher. John Carew, higher. Well, 38. I'm quite correct. Yeah, but he was shit. Was he fuck? Yeah, he was. Is John Carew bigger than me and you? <laughs> Stop fucking <laughs> Next up. one. 38 <laughs> Premier League goals. Deli Alley, more or less than 38 Premier League goals. Not to stress you out, but you're on two. This is one more to equal, Jim. And you need two more to beat him. Higher or lower than 38, Deli Alley. Higher? Oh. Higher. 51 Premier League goals, Deli Alley. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that stat. He's like, oh, he's already got more goals than Gerard Lampard has scored at this age. Yeah. yeah. He's also got more appearances in Turkish Super League he, as well. He very Shit, much has. Yeah, that can't be argued with. 50, <laughs> 51 for Deli Alley. Your level. It's 4 4 with Jim. You need the next one to oh, win. I've been here before. <laughs> 51 <laughs> goals. I'll do, I'll, do, I'll do a random one and you can cl- closest to the goals wins. How about that? Please on purpose. I actually try. Less. Correct. No, I'm less. Deli Alley, 51. Robert Pires. More or less. Less. Than 51. Pig. French pig. Less. More. 62 Premier League goals. Yay! Yes. Tiebreaker. Dirk Kite, more or less. This isn't the tiebreaker. Than 62 Premier League goals. Dirk Kite. Less, you shit. You've had some toughies there, you. I thought knows me. Less. Less. 51, the same as Deli Alli. The tiebreaker. Okay. Imagine if you count right after Deli Alli. Higher or lower. Same. Shame, shame, shame. So it's 4-4 four, four right now. Let me get the goals up. Where We're giving the we? people what they want. This is tiebreaker content. Yeah, this is fucking Patreon content. We're lucky we don't charge you pigs. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> you slags. Yeah. Okay, so we're back for the tiebreaker. Uh, I'm just going through the Premier League goal scorers list, which does go on for quite some time. Um, but there's a player here. Anthony one. Fuck Jim's one. No, um, there is a player here, and he's a legend uh, for more reasons than one. Oh God! His love for strawberry syrup is another one. Demba. Demba Bar. He's a bikeman. Don't undercut each other. Don't be a dickhead. Don't go 141. I, I won't be right on our phone. Yeah, yeah, write yeah, it on yeah, your phones. Yeah, there you go, yeah, and I will read yeah, out. So yeah, yeah. there's no funny business. Demba Bar. There you go. How Denver many Premier Bar. League goals? I'm just googling it. <laughs> <laughs> How many Premier League goals? Siri. How many? Hey Siri. And you at home? How have you found higher or lower? Have you enjoyed it? Did you win? I'm locked in. I'm locked what? in. I'm Don't locked in. Is it? Okay. Wait, you can say it then because I've shown you mine. No, you can both just show me and then I'll read it out oh, what you've okay. done. So Denver Bar is on four. What's happened? Denver Bar. What's happened, Jeff? Is on. <sighs> Wait, no, say what we put first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so Jim has put 79. What did you put? And Cookie's put 69. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and Denver Barry's on four. 43 Premier League goals. Shit. So Cookie steals it there with a 4-3 winning extra yes. time in higher or lower. Like, 40, 43 Premier League goals. That is shit. He's <laughs> like, 79's fucking good though, isn't it? Bye. 43. <laughs> Have some strawberry syrup. I will be. <laughs> Welcome back, Cookie Pod listeners. Unfortunately, it is that time of the week, the time where we have to love you and leave you, but it's also the time where we can tell you where to find us when we're not making podcasts. So if you want to follow us on our Twitter or our Instagram, you can do so by using the handle at cookiepodcast1. That's at cookiepodcast followed by the number one. We're on YouTube in a clip format. Just search in TTWTCC clips and then you'll find us on there and if you want to check out our tiktok you can do so by using the handle at that's t-h-e cookie podcast on tiktok and you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your pods it's been episode 151 and that's the way the cookie crumbles (laughs) 